All right, well, a number of years ago, I'm not sure how long ago, the maybe late 80s or early 90s, an NBA was having their draft, and a team drafted this fellow by the name of Allen Iverson. And some of you probably remember him. But what was bringing him up is for his nickname. He nicknamed himself The Answer. In other words, he was telling the NBA, I'm your answer. And so this morning's message is, is that. It's titled The Answer. That's uh, not Nylon Iverson. But I actually have your answer. I do. Paul said, I fear you've left the simplicity that is found in Christ. It's not rocket scientist. It's not difficult uh, understanding the things of God. If your life is messed up right now, um, it's because you're not doing the answer. And the answer is very simple, very simple answer. So I open up this way so that you kind of can give me your best ear, because a lot of times we just come to church sitting and leave. Uh, but if everybody is doing their thing right, you're going to receive the answer. If I'm hearing from God, God is anointing, and you're listening with anointed ears, you're going to have the answer. All right, so here we go. Jeremiah 3, 14 and 15 says this, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Now listen, here's this part now. And I will give you pastors according to my heart. My heart, God says. Okay? Not voted on by a board or a credential people. God says, I will give you pastors according to my heart. And here's why. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's what you should get this morning. The Amplified Version says that in verse 15. Then in the final time... I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and true understanding. So again, I say, I have your answer given to me by God. And so here it is. Now listen, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. All the reason for ministry and worship and preaching and praying and pastoring and all the messages and everything that you... God says, okay, here it is. Wrapped up in a little package just for you. The conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep my commandments. No chemistry needed. No advanced biology. No great uh, doctorate. Fear God and keep my commandments. Look the rest. This is the whole duty of mankind. Fear God and keep my commandments. New Living Translation says, that's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God, obey His commandments, for this is everyone's duty. Everybody's. Amplified says, when all has been heard, the end of the matter is, fear God, worship Him with awe-filled reverence, knowing that He is Almighty God. And keep His commandments, for this applies to every person. There's three translations. You can't get any more simple. The two simple commands that God gives us is fear God, follow God's commands or His instructions, and it'll be well with you. If your life is jacked up, here's your answer. Fear God and follow God, His commands. No, we have been given life from God. You and I, we have been given life from God to live life with God and for God. Hang on to your seat. 
This is your purpose. Your purpose is not a truck driver. That's your job. Everybody goes, what's the meaning of, this is the meaning of life. God has given you life to live life with him and for him. That's your purpose. This is your purpose. This is why you are here. Simple. I fear if you've left the simplicity of God, the word tells us. Now listen to this. The purpose of your life is greater than your life. <laughs> the purpose of it is to magnify and to glorify and to love and obey God. That's greater than just your life. Oh, this is so opposite of thinking of America, especially Americans. The purpose of your life, the whole purpose that you were given was to live life with God, you and God in the garden and for God, whatever he says to do. That's your purpose, and that is greater than your life. Your purpose is going, I want to be this, and I want to take that in school, and I want to marry her, and I want to do that, I'm going to have this many kids, and I want to go there, and I'm going to move there, and I want What, what, what? No, your whole purpose that you were given life when you were little <laughs> was God gave you that to live for Him and for Him. Fear God and obey His commandments. That's it. Who wants to conclude with prayer? <laughs> that is it. It's truly. So, okay, number one, fear God. So how are we doing? How's our nation doing with this? How's mankind? How are you? Well, R Romans 3 tells us how we are. Verse 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Not one of us. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. You are to be profitable for God, for His purpose. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throats are open sepulchers. With their tongues they have used deceit. Poisons of asps are under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Isn't that going on today? Uh, there's a little joint out on the parking lot of one of the stores up there by Maple. They sell those little ices. Shave ice or something. You see it out there? Yes? Okay. So we just pull in there to get a little icy. We're up there for three minutes. There's a group of young people. F this, F that, F. And this is one of those times which I wish I had my old strength back. Seriously, I just looked at her and said, Will you go to the car. You can't even talk. Plain, simple conversation. Can't even go and get a little icy without hearing the filthy words of the world. The F word all over the place. They are swift to sh uh, shed blood, the Bible says. Go move to Chicago. I think there's more murders than there is days in a year. They are quick to shed blood, the Word of God says. Destruction and misery are in their ways. Drug addiction. Rampant. Counties almost given over to it now. Destruction and misery. And the way of peace. They don't know, the Bible says. And I've told you before, we've gone to the psych ward for years and seen seven, six, and eight-year-olds when they should be playing with Legos and cars and uh, cowboys and Indians. It's probably not politically correct anymore. So the way of peace have they not known. So why has all this fallen on us? 
simply by reading one more verse. And it says, there is no fear of God before their eyes. No fear. See, most ministers or preachers or pastors or TV puppets, whatever they are, won't even begin to touch this subject. They don't even want you to think that you should dread Almighty God. Well, you better. You seriously better. That word fear encompasses a lot, and we'll get to it. So there's no fear before their eyes. Our teenagers fear peer pressure from youth more than they do God. you got to wear this filthy stuff, look this filthy stuff, have all this filthy stuff, and you know you shouldn't because you're God's child, but you do it anyway. You fear peer pressure more than God. Absolutely you do. Adults. We fear criticism and being politically incorrect or not tolerant enough more than God. The world says, bend, we go, how far? We fear that more than God. And all of us fear cancer more than God. We do. There's no fear of God before our eyes. In America, it's gone. It's not going, it's gone. So this whole summary, this entire thought here, every sin and rebellion against God happens because we do not have proper respect for our Creator, for Him. Either out of ignorance of the Word or just you don't care. Wherever there is sin, there's no fear of God. If you had a good, healthy fear of God, you wouldn't be doing the things you're doing. America. Sure, it's true. It's simple. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. So God says two commandments. That's all you got to do. Fear God and keep them. This is your whole duty. This is your purpose. This is why you exist. To fear God and keep His commandments. Ecclesiastes 3.14, New King James says, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before Him. Word of God. Ecclesiastes 5, 7, New King James. For in the multitude of dreams and many words, there is also vanity. But fear God. That's what the Word says. New Living in that same verse says, Talk is cheap like daydreamers. And other useless activities. Fear God instead. That's what you're to do. It's your one purpose. One out of the two. These are the commands. He's telling us to fear them. Ecclesiastes 7.18, New Living. Pay attention to these instructions. For anyone who fears God will avoid both extremes. Ecclesiastes 8.12 says, Though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged yet, I I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before Him. It's everything right there. You can leave, and whoever said, how was church? "You You missed the answer. We always want to make things so difficult. We want to build God another ark or make some other command. Just fear God. And obey His commandments. Your purpose. You've given life from God. To be with God. To know God and then to love God and be used by God. It's your purpose. 
We're always looking for some big, great, grandiosis. Who was it? Was it George Carver that discovered all that stuff from the peanut? Is that his name? Washington George Carver. Something. One of the Carvers. He's going, oh, I want to do this, this, that, this, 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 that, that, and that. And God said what to him? He's a man of faith. Look at the peanut. That's what he told him. We want to walk on water, raise the dead, fix legs, do this, do that. God says, will you just fear me and keep my commandments? I want to sing for you. I want to preach for four thousands. I want to have TV and write. Will you just fear me? Please, God said. Now listen, to know God is to love God. To love God is to fear God. To fear God is to obey God. And you might be going, I don't know about all that. Well, it's true. Listen. We have Americans all over the United States this morning in church. Not like it used to be, but they're still there. So why is our nation so messed up? Because religion doesn't work. It doesn't. You will not get to know God by obeying God. You won't. You just won't. You obey God when you get to know Him. That's your answer. Know God. Folks go to church Sunday, keep certain days holy, but they don't obey God. If they did, our nation would be still righteous and upright. They don't because they don't know him. Someone says, keep this day, okay. Someone says, money's going by, throw it in, okay. You might take list notes, buy a CD, but if you don't obey God, it's a waste. It's a waste of time. That's why God says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's what this is. Spiritual knowledge and spiritual understanding. Fear God and obey His commandments. Put that in your child. Pour that into your children. Look, sweetie, you got to fear God and obey God. Son, I don't care what you do, what you become, how great, whatever. You have batting average or three, I don't care. Fear God. And keep his commandments. This is what God tells us to do. And that word knowledge simply means the knowledge of God. That's what it means. Give them knowledge. Knowledge of God. That's what you need. That's why in New Living, it says talk is cheap, like daydreamers and other useless activities. Just fear God instead. That's what the Word says. It's really this simple, this basic. Understanding means giving insight to the Word of God, to act circumspectly, act prudently, act wisely. Not in the world's affairs. The world's jacked up. The world's messed up. It is. It's just completely a mess. So God is telling us, through his commands, you need to fear God and keep my commands. That's it. That's the whole duty, the whole purpose of mankind. Your purpose. In the midst of that, you have to feel out your life as you pray for God. What should I do with my life? Where should I live with my life? Who should I marry with my life? How should I raise my children according to you, Lord? But the two, fear God, keep his commandment. That's your whole purpose. Your purpose. Americans, when it comes to God, walk around with no purpose. 
no drive, no goal, no desire, no nothing. And you're missing. Your children is not your purpose. It's a duty you have as a mother and father given to you by God to raise for you to teach them his purpose for them. But our children, they become your life or your job or your adventures or whatever. whatever. And God's purpose goes unrecognized by our nation. Now we have generations of people living in our nation not even knowing God because you and I didn't do our purpose. That's why his purpose is greater than your purpose for your life. If you put our purpose first, now look at what we have as a nation. Same with pastors. They put their purpose before the Word of God. Matthew 10, 28 tells us this. Fear not them which kill the body. That's pretty scary. It is. But God says don't fear them because they're not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Who's that? Well, let's say, no, no, you're going to get tossed into hell, you're going to bump into him. He's not going to be raining and rolling in there, he's going to be in agony. That's where he's going. God says, I'm telling you who to fear. Don't fear your boss who's politically correct and always on your case. Don't fear the government who is whacked out. They're whacked. There's just no other, I don't know what other word I can use. One more dignified word. I don't know. They're whacked. God says, you fear the one who has the power to take your life and cast you in hell. He tells us. That word fear means to be struck with fear, to be seized with alarm. And let me tell you something. I used to prance around like a bad boy, being real bad, all day. Because my mom no longer had the strength to do anything. Ow. Didn't work anymore. Until what? Yeah. Until I heard the garage door go. I was struck with fear. Mom, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mom, 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 I'm sorry. Too late. I could still hear, I'm telling you, I can, it's coming up the steps. I swear he did it on purpose. He had no idea I was bad that day. And I got, and it was Joseph. Yeah, that, that's what this means. To be struck with fear. And I was. Way before he got a hold of me, I was struck with fear. I could still see myself right now on the bed in the corner where there's nowhere else to go. And my dad coming. His hand looked huge coming at me. It's the truth. Struck with fear. And what's worse is if you're both going to get it and your brother gets it first. <laughs> That's what I'm talking Relate that now. That's struck with fear. Everybody would say, oh, no, God's not. It is a reverence and a respect. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But don't wash that other part away. And look at me. It's not politically correct, and I don't care. It works. It works. Not one time. I mean, it had work a bunch, but it got through. It did. It did. To be struck with fear and to be seized with alarm. Okay. So, I still like watching some sports when I can. I'm hardly ever into NBA basketball. Just This year, I kind of like it the way one team plays. So, I try to watch a little bit, listen a little bit. Penguins are in the Stanley Cup. Try to watch them. 
Read a little bit on the offseason about the Steelers. The stuff is saturated with Muhammad Ali, the, the greatest, who was born in Kentucky as Cassius Clay, converted to Muslim, I think, in 60 or 64, changed his name to Muhammad Ali, and our nation saying he's the greatest. Take a moment and just think what he might be going through right now. I hope and pray that he was truly right with God. But just think. Do you ever think what right now? Eternity. Bible says, your own worm, their, T-H-E-I-R, their worm and their fire. Personal, personal. Torment, agony, gnashing of teeth. Think of it right now. What can he be going through? Who's the other one? Prince, whatever his nickname. Prince. Think of it. Think of it. I saw on the paper the other day, if Marilyn Monroe was still alive, she'd be 90 or something. 91, 90. So 90. Think of it. Every day, every second, every moment, no relief. Do you ever think of it? To be struck with fear. To be seized with alarm. And then God says, keep, be fearful of me and keep my commandments. And then listen, the next verse says, for God shall bring every work into judgment. Yours. Mine. Listen, it gets worse. With every secret thing. Whether good or whether it be evil. And now it's your turn. Every secret thing. (laughs) No wonder people don't want to believe in God. God lays it out and tells you the truth. This is what's going to be. This is the truth. I give you the truth. And when you start just slowing down, hitting the brakes, pulling the reins, and forced to think of that stuff, you can start to maybe get a little bit of an idea of what fear of God means. But see, you just want to blow past it. They all, Marilyn Monroe, Prince, Muhammad Ali, whatever. One of the conversations, there are a lot of everybody sharing their conversations. One of his friends or something, Muhammad Ali, kept saying when he could speak because he lost his ability to speak, he ended up the way he was because of all the fights he had, was he was telling him, I just want to go to heaven. I just want to go to heaven. I just want to go to heaven. Oh. Now, you might think I'm crazy, but years ago, I haven't done it in a long time, but years ago, I used to pray for him. I did, I would tell God, God, it's impossible to even be able to talk to him. So I would just pray for him. They're holding him way up the greatest. What if he did not get right according to the way God judges in mercy? That's where we can be heading if we don't live right. So God says, I'm going to bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, in your life, your personal life. Yes, he will. Uh, I don't know if you missed Wednesday. You probably did, most of you, but they're just awesome little clips we're watching. And he's talking about Moses' rod and how it's just a stick, but in the hands of God, it was awesome and powerful. Split the Red Sea, smite it with blood, and all the various things that 
the plagues did in the hands of God. And he was talking about Eurystic, Eurystic, and Eurystic. Remember that? If you were here. And then when he threw the stick on the ground, it turned into a snake. And then when he picked the snake up, it turned back into a stick. So in the hands of God, you could be awesome. But he said this, don't ever forget, without God, you're nothing but a snake. And that's what we are. For crying out loud, let's be honest. Until God comes into your life, picks you up, and starts to use you. Whether it's singing, playing, preaching, whatever you do for He says, but don't ever forget, when you turn from God and there's no fear of God, you go back to being a snake. Us. Matthew 12, 36. Listen to this stuff. But I say to you that every idle word. I wonder if you could just record yourself every waking moment of one day. If you could just record yourself, stick it here. And then at the end of the day, try to figure out how many of those words were idle. Well, I guess you won't have to record them and count them because someone already is. See, I mean, it's, gee, many Christmas. Listen to this stuff. That would be nice if this stuff wasn't here. But it is. So I say to you that for every idle word man may speak, you will give account of it in the day of judgment. Every idle word. I mean, that, that should start to strike you by fear, seized by fear. Every idle word. I got in lots of trouble with my dad and got fired up a bunch of times. There's tons he don't know. The, the longer we live, the more I find out about our guys. I did just the other day. Where the heck were we? Oh, we're playing a little ball game. Luke's in a game at Y City. And his dad's starting to tell us, yeah, I used to get dropped off and fish under that bridge. You went. There's no way you weren't ever allowed to do that. He's going, that was just two days ago, I think. Yeah, we should be dropped off and fished there. What? What? All kinds of stuff we would hear that I don't know. And you don't get over on your heavenly father. It's impossible to get over on him. So if you have any wisdom today, you would say, you know what? I better fear God and keep his commandments. And you cannot tell God, like you try to tell the policeman, I didn't know it was 45 miles an hour. And if the policeman had time, he'll take you for four miles and show you all the signs. Eight, 10, 12. They all say 45, and you're telling me. So you cannot plead ignorance to God. Because God even will say to you, I sent you my answer. Who saved you? Turned you from a snake to a rod in the hands of God. Then filled you with God the Holy Ghost and my presence. And still I gave you my word. Impossible for you to plead ignorance. So God says, every idle word, man, men may speak. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. We will. Look at this one, Hebrews 4.13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now look at me. If you're going, I don't care, then please stay away from me. I don't want to get that. I don't want to catch what you have. There's no Lysol that can handle that. This is scary. It is. And it should be. Now look, look, listen. 
I'm going to try to explain more of that. To know God is to love God. To love God is to fear God. To fear God is to obey God. Okay, now here's how I have to take my, my very own father. Okay, my dad. I'm born into his home and into his life. Just like you are into God's. I was born into his home and in his life. As I grow, I get to know my dad. And as I get to know my dad and recognize him, dad, dad, I start to love my dad. Just like your little children. Addison now is at the age where she sometimes hesitates if she wants to come to me because she loves her mommy and daddy more. So I love my dad. So now that I know him and love him, I start to fear him. Realizing he's the head of the home. And what dad says goes. It goes. So to fear God is to obey God. I get born, I have no clue what's going on. I can't even hold my head up. It's a big, burly guy. I have no idea. And then I start to realize, I get to know, this is dad. Then I start to love my dad. And then I start to realize, he's the head of the home. He's strong, big, hands, unshaven face, deep voice. What dad says goes. It's the same thing. That's that that spear of fear of the respect and reverence, honor and love. Besides just a hand coming to get you. I always wanted my dad to be super, super pleased with me. It's not because I feared him. It's because I loved him. And I wanted him to look at me and go... No matter what everybody else thought. So to know God is to love God. And then you love God is to fear God. Ooh, look at these scriptures. People that tremble at his word. I don't think I tremble. Ruth, do you tremble at his word? We talk about when we discover these things. Whoa, really? To get to know God. And then you get to know God, you start to fear God. And then when you start to fear God, you say, we better obey God. Because we're all having a conclusion of the whole matter in our lives, individually. And that's why religion doesn't work. When you just try to do certain holy, it doesn't work. It's meaningless to people. Once they know, and he died for me, he loves me, he wants to save my soul, forgive me of my sin. I don't have to be guilty any. Who is this? It's the Lord. It's Jesus. Oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. Oh, wow. There's a hell. Oh, I don't want to go to hell. And God says, then you fear God. And then you say, oh, great Lord, what can I do? What must I do? You go, Lord. So you obey God. Fear God. Keep his commandments. That's it. That's the whole thing. Okay. We'll wind this down. Your life is like money. Every one of you. You can spend it. You can waste it. And you can invest it. So, how you doing? Some are spending their life on what they think is good. What the world tells you is good. Like the biggest thing with Muhammad Ali, you know, way beyond his boxing, he was an ambassador for peace, kindness, and love. So some spend their money on what they think is good or on what they think is right. But if you do not know the true God, it means nothing. It means nothing. 
and stand before Almighty and say you've climbed the corporate ladder like that's going to impress God or you were the best shortstop in Zanesville and or it's just like the other day at the same ball game. I was telling Luke about my little ball game experiences as he's been little. He must have told some of his buddies. So they were, looked at me and they said, did you sit beside Roberto Clemente? And I was going, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And I said, well, I even went to Willie Stargell's house. And they went, who's that? <laughs> I said, ah, forget it. <laughs> you think that stuff's impressive to God? How far are you, whatever, in the world? When your purpose is to fear God and to love God and that his purpose is greater than the purpose of your life. Think about how stupid that is. I step beside Clement. What? You what? So some are spending their lives on what they think is good. I hope, uh, here's another, Jerry Lewis. I think about him all the time. I, th- I think he's a Jewish fellow, right? I don't know where he is with the Messiah or the Lord. You know, but as the world would say, oh, he raised all those millions. But without the true meaning and bowing his heart, and it's meaningless. He's going to stand before Almighty, who put life in him to fear God and to obey his commandments. And he's going to say, I raised $100 billion for meaningless. So you can spend your life on what you think is good. Then there's the others that waste their lives. There's total huge list on this one. Waste their lives. They're buying all they can. I mean, the other day I was changing channels, trying to find a weather station or something, and I came upon uh, oh. Jay Leno, and he was walking through his warehouses of cars. Sweet cars. Warehouses of them. So there are others who are wasting their lives buying all they can, getting all they can, having all they can, enjoying all they can, accumulating all they can, storing all they can, and keeping all they can. What does God say about people like that? What's he call them? Thou fool. He does. Building all these barns and shit. Tonight you're what? Your soul's required of you. Jay Leno going to stand before God and say, I was a success on a Tonight Show for 30 years. Did you see my car collection? What's he going to say? Your life's like money. You're spending it on feel-good things. And then there's the third group. And these are, I'm hoping, where we fall in. These are those who invest their life. In God. Invest it. Invest. You have a stake. You have a part. This is costing you. Not just coming here. Investing. In God. I mean, if you and I both went to the uh, stock market and you put 10000 on stock and I put a dollar. I mean, you'd be going, dude, you can't you got to, I mean, invest. Uh, I'm just going to give it a dollar. Why? Well, the greater return. I mean, this guy's, I'm putting my hard earned. This is what this is. Those who invest in God, in the kingdom of God. I'm going to serve God, love God, worship God, obey God, and fear God. I'm invested into this. This is not something we do. This is our life. It was long before we were pastor. 
It's your life. It's not, oh, church, church, hurry up. I've got to go to church. So, you're either spending it on stuff that really isn't mad, might be good, humane stuff. I don't know. You know, the, the great owl or the salmon, or the dogs at the doghouse shelter. Not saying don't do that, but you better get things in order. Those who just want to party, party, dance, waste time, money, whatever. And it, you know, it used to be just the young people, because we used to always just say, oh, just sowing wild oats. Yeah, well, you, you look at 50 year olds, 60 year olds, you're like, dude, <laughs> look in the mirror. But that's, that's, their, that's how they are using the life that God has given them for their purpose. So they're spending it on how they want. So remember, please, you must remember the purpose of your life is greater than your life. You're not holding little ball players and little cheerleaders. You're holding men and women of God. You're not sitting here just putting in a dollar. You're investing your life. This is it. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in, God. Let's stand. So your older call is, ask God, don't, not yourself, because we deceive ourselves. Say, God, how am I spending my life? Yes, you have to work. I'm not saying you don't work. But how are you spending your life? It's true. I'm telling you, just yesterday I went to a graduation party on our street. Getting to trying to know this guy, always trying to figure out how to put it. God in. He tells me he's baseball coach, uh, soccer, um, slow pitch softball, and it was something else he did. Oh, and he was a referee or something. All good things, but without God, it's meaningless. And I was telling him that nicely. I said, you know, my, my son uh, coaches a baseball team. And I said, his son's on it. It's, that, it's not really the reason why. His sons have a good home. It's the other 13 children who hardly have anything. And you could see it. I just asked Shannon the other day, what's that fellow's name? I want to get to know him. The look on his face is already hardened. He's 13. 12, 13. He's already got suspended and kicked out for fighting. And Jason worked and couldn't get to his game as early as possible. Missed the first inning. So I saw him walking. And I went out to meet him. I said, you mean to get there, get there and start talking up your guys. Because the other one's just grinding them in the ground. Invest it. You must invest it. And it isn't in to have a winning season. It's in those boys' lives that you have for that. So we told Jason. Ask Adam and Jen. We said, look, let's have a, after the team's over, nice picnic for them, treat them, bless them, but we're having it at the youth. And we're going to let them know. This is what we do here. Welcome to come here. It's a place where you can have friends and young people and all that stuff so they can just see it's not just the way. Why did you steal third? You weren't supposed to. 
invest. Purpose of your life is to fear God, to keep his commandments, and that's greater than your days on earth. Ask God, what am I doing with my life? Am I spending it on nice stuff that's really kind of meaningless? Am I wasting my life on crazy living, silliness, whether it's booze, drugs, or you've got to have every new thing that comes off the shelf? Or am I really investing, or am I just giving God a buck? That's our altar call. Please. Our altars are open. Please come. Make your way down. You ask God. You ask the Lord. He'll talk to you. He'll show you somehow, some way. He'll impress it on your heart. That's the answer. Tell God I'm all in. All my talents, all my giftings, everything you've blessed me with, my wife, my family, we're in.